Impacting Life 24-7 sponsors are unique in that they help us to continue to impact one life, one day at a time. Our gold sponsors, Michelle Perry. She is the host of the Successful Diligence podcast and best-selling author of The Pebble in My Shoe. You can connect with Michelle and get a copy of her book at SuccessfulDiligence.com. Paula Cousone has dedicated her life volunteering in community youth programs such as the Young Marines. Paula believes that the greatest asset each young person has is at least one caring adult in their life. Donald Lamb, he and his wife have been happily married for over 35 years. He is the proud father of one daughter and three sons. Donald honorably served his country for over 22 years in the United States Army and retired with distinction. Active in his community, Donald is the owner and operator of Mama's Boy Event Planning and Coordinating Services. Connect with Donald at facebook.com forward slash Mama's Boy Events Coordinating. Amanda Aker, coming from a past of drug abuse, homelessness, and being a convicted felon, Amanda has broken through and was able to let the good things into her life. Amanda is now on a mission to inspire and motivate people just like you. Amanda's core message is that our past does not define us and we are way stronger than we think. Connect with Amanda at facebook.com forward slash amanda.aker2017. Our platinum sponsors, Mr. Gregory Smith. He is the author of 100 Simple Ways How to Manage a Property and Evidence Room. Get your copy by reaching out to Gregory Smith on Facebook or email him at smithg1963 at yahoo.com. Adrian Barker, she is the host of the Adrian Barker Speaks podcast, a life coach and CEO of Professional Global Etiquette. Please connect with her at professionalglobaletiquette.com. Mr. Mike Black from New Bern, North Carolina. Mike helps men throughout Eastern Carolina lead a faith-filled life. He is a compassionate leader in his church and a devoted husband and father. Dr. Nate Dunlap Jr. He is the executive director of the PRF Institute. He's the author of What's Next? Preparing for Eternity and Don't Leave Me Like This, Inspiration to Leave a Legacy. As a 501c3 organization, the PRF Institute is blessed to be the premier stewardship-based teaching ministry that truly responds to the needs of others in the community. Contact him at prfinstitute.org. If you would like to become a sponsor of Impacting Life 24-7, it's very simple. Just visit clkingspeaker.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just visit clkingspeaker.com to if you would be if you would like to be a sponsor of Impacting Life 24-7. We, we thank our sponsors so very much for all that they do to help us continue to impact one life one day at a time. And so tonight is a great night because I want you to know that we have been blessed to have the individual that we have in our studios with us tonight. You know, as you guys tune in week after week, month after month, and literally year after year, we bring into your virtual studios people who are changing their world. And this lady that we have tonight is no different. Her name is Dr. Catherine Toomer. And she is a physician, hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, and the creator of the Total Wellness and Weight Loss Membership Program. It's designed to help people perhaps 
just like you. That's why I brought her here, ladies and gentlemen, who are sick and tired of being sick and tired of being overwhelmed. How many of y'all have been overwhelmed out there? by all the weight loss noise. It's January, get your Richard Simmons headband on and you're just overwhelmed with that already and we're only 18 days into the year. Weight loss should be led by a calm life that is calm, controlled and confidence, not a constant struggle to keep it off. How many of you out there have experienced that? I can raise my hand in the class right now. For those of you listening on our podcast, yes, there are people out there that can identify with what Dr. Toomer is saying. She knows that total wellness plus weight loss will give you what you need. That's why she created a program with that title in mind. Total wellness plus weight loss. She's been a physician for over 25 years, helping patients and clients collectively lose thousands of pounds and keeping it off to include herself. When you go to her website, you're gonna be amazed You're gonna, because of the transformational pictures that she has, but you're also gonna be inspired by the dandelions. And she's got dandelions on her website. I said, what's up with the dandelions? Because they are a symbol of transformation. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to strap in tonight. I want you to listen very intently. We, I'm telling you, we're blessed. When I say we're blessed, we're blessed to have someone of this caliber on our show. We spent the last few minutes getting to know her, and now we're going to take the next hour to introduce her to you. Welcome to our studios, Dr. Catherine Toomer. Welcome, doctor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. See, that was a mild introduction, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh man so mike are you glad to be with us brother glad to be here man thanks again for having me in studio we were just at it last night and we are going to do it again today so and we're ha like you said we're having a second doctor this is going to be a start of a great new year it's awesome to have a doctor to interview and get all this wisdom and knowledge so thank you exactly because guess what we all we had to do was show up tonight they did all the work you know, 12 yes, plus sir. years, and we get to come and say, let us sit at your feet and gain some wisdom tonight. So again, Dr. Toomer, we thank you. I see you, Greg, out there. You already got her information in the chat. And uh, for those of you that would like to connect with her, you can go there right now. But uh, And and I'm going to ask her again, but her website is drtoomer.com. That's D-R-T-O-O-M-E-R.com. And so, doctor, thank you so much for giving us a sliver of your time. I know you're extremely busy. Um, and so, I, like I said, th that was just one area where people can contact you. But tell us all the other ways that people can get up with you and contact you. Um, the, other than my website, the best way to contact me is uh, by email. And that's courage at drtumor.com. On Facebook Messenger, I answer people contact me all the time. And I, I respond, and that's at C Harmon Tumor MD on Facebook. Um, pretty much, if you put Harmon Tumor anywhere online, especially Harmon Tumor MD, you'll find me. I'm the only one. That's good I'm in Google. <laughs> so it's great to be the only one in some cases, right? <laughs> yeah. Except, except for if you like uh, rob a bank, then we know exactly who it is. We got you right there, sister. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and again, Greg's got all of that information in there. Uh, 
the VP, Greg is the VP. He runs all the stuff from the 500-yard line. You can't even see him. He's so stealthy, but he makes sure that we, our guests, get their information out to our live audience as well as all of this information will be in our podcast on Impacting Life 24-7. And you're right, Mike. We were together last night kind of working out the kinks for letting you run this thing all by yourself. How was that? Wasn't that a hoot? It was definitely an education, and uh, he was so gracious, y'all. I just want to tell the audience that he was very patient with me, and he showed me step by step, and I raised my hand. I said, I don't understand. Can you show me again? He said, absolutely, pal. (laughs) And for those of you who know me, you know it happened nothing like that. (laughs) I I am the high-strung one of our relationship, so uh, you always need the yin and the yang. He is the calm, cool, and collected, and I am the -the over-the-top uh you know i'm just that's just the way it is so and greg's he's greg is the same way greg is so chill so and he says greetings to you dr tumor and again if you're tuning into us uh live on our live uh, audience you can go to d-r-t-o-o-m-e-r dr tumor.com and connect with her i love for you guys to go there check her out on facebook right now go to her website and start scouring through the details because uh we're going to unpack a lot of stuff with her tonight and i love for at the conclusion of this that there's somebody that says you know what i need to walk this journey with dr Catherine tumor and so uh that's what our goal is here tonight so tell us since i know so much about you doctor tell our audience a little bit about yourself well i am a family medicine and community health physician i am originally from michigan i grew up in east africa and went into medicine because i well, I went into family medicine because I thought I was going to be going back to Africa and I wanted a field that I could do everything from, as we say, from, from conception to the grave. Right. And um, I met my husband my first day of medical school, although he wasn't my husband then, of course, I met <laughs> who we dated for a while first. And then, um, but he's from rural South Carolina. And when I visited here, I saw a lot of the conditions in the United States that I thought we're only in third world countries. Mm. So essentially they're just a lot of underserved, medically underserved people. And so um, I decided to stay in the country and my first job was actually in his hometown. And so, um, but I, I'm from a large family. I'm the six of eight children. And both of my parents are, well, my mother's still living. She's 92, well, will be in March. My father passed away at 90 last year, wow. but um, he lived a very, long and happy life. And um, what else can I tell you? I, there's, I'm 56 years old, so I've got a lot of things I could talk about. <laughs> And 56 is is a, is a high water mark. So that's, uh, I noticed that you weren't ashamed in your Ted talk to talk about your age. And so I was like, yeah, powerful, powerful. What you got, Mike? Yeah. So doctor in the pre-show, we talked about how you started doing telemedicine in your practice and, uh, also, you do podcasting. Tell your viewers about that and how that experience has been. All right. Well, the podcasting so far has been as guests on podcasts. I do want to start my own just because I have a lot to talk about. And um, it just gives me a way of getting information out there and helping and reaching more people. My telemedicine um, experience came out of COVID. I had a, mm-hmm. an office and um And when everything shut down, doctor's offices were invited, you know, uh, was suggested to shut down as well. I work alone. So, you know, there was nothing else for me to do. 
but to shift to go online. Right. It just so happened that for the months leading up to the shutdown, I was digitizing my program anyway, mainly because I had people from other countries asking me for help. And the only way I could do that was if I digitized. Right. And so when COVID hit, it didn't take me much to pivot and go straight online. And I've been doing that ever since. And so, um, and because of my electronic medical record system, I can order labs, I can order, you know, medications, I can do everything electronically. Um, I can talk to people face to face. I do a lot of things with Zoom. And it's, it's a wonderful way of, of connecting to people. And that's probably one of the best things to come out of COVID was that we've gotten very comfortable with this type of um, interaction and exchange. Right. Yeah, you're Which, right. You're, I, I see that clearly because it's, it's, it's helped to <clears throat> weave the things that we normally did, but we had to take off from work or we had to drive an hour. You know what I'm saying? It, it's helped to weave those things into our life where now, you know, people are working from the computer, people are working from home, et cetera. And so to be able to see your doctor and it's like, we're in a doctor's visit right now. You can write me a prescription doctor. And, and that really, I, I really love that part. Um, because like you said, and this is what I hope some of our young people catch is that you were digitizing your, your programs. And so when COVID hit, you were you were already in pivot mode. You were like Herschel Walker. You had already busted the move and not missing a beat. And we've looked at that same thing, doctor, because <clears throat> being the global professional speaker that I am, um, I, 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 <laughs> I am a brick and mortar speaker. Like, as you can imagine, I can just jump off the stage. I want to be slinging sweat and I want to be looking into people's eyes. But there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of calls for that type of service in 2020 and 2021. It just was not a reality. And so we had to do the exact same thing with all of our programs is to make them virtual and make them just as good. You know what I'm saying? Make them just as good. Uh, but have having them being virtual. So, again, those of you tuning in live into our audience, what's up there? Art Mitch and Chris DT. We have in our in our virtual studios the one and only Dr. Catherine Toomer. And you can find her at drtoomer.com. That's drtoomer.com. And I'd love for you guys to go to check out her website, leave her a comment, send her a message on Facebook, tell her you saw her here. If you are going to need to have a discussion on wellness and plus weight loss, this is the lady that you need to listen to for the next little bit. But I told you that I wanted to kind of unpack your family a little bit more because, Mike, you know this, that we've had a lot of children in our <laughs> – we've, we've had a lot. When he and I lived in a trailer park together many, 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 many moons ago – I lived in a single wide trailer with all six of those kids. Wow. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Um, tell us a little bit. Give us the little nugget that you told us in the that you did in the TED talk about how you managed to find a way to spend time with your dad. Because, you know, like you said, getting the parents attention and getting them alone is a challenge with a big family. Tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about that. Well, one of the, I realized that there were times when everyone would be occupied. Right. And that was usually on Sundays 
And that was partly because that was the only time we were really allowed to watch television. Right. And so, and now this was in the, you know, late sixties, early seventies. And so cartoons used to come on, on the weekends. And so when everyone was watching cartoons, I realized that was the time when I could get my parents by themselves because nobody else wanted to leave the television. Right. And so what I would do is I would sit while my father would read the paper. And usually I was just chatting to the back of the newspaper. I didn't know if he was listening to me or not. I, I, I didn't care. So I would just sit there and I talk, um, with my mother, what it was is if we want if we wanted to get up really early and go with her shopping, that was how we got her by ourselves. But that meant getting up early in the morning. But with my dad, it was sitting on on his bed at the end of the um, at the end of the bed when he was reading his newspaper on Sunday afternoons. And that's when I would sit and I would talk and I would work things out. And um, there were many many conversations that I had with him that helped me figure things out with friends and family and. Uh, of course, now in hindsight, I realized I was working it out on my own, <laughs> right. but I didn't know that and I didn't care. You know, it's it's interesting you say that. And I, I know Mike's got a question next, but parents, moms and dads, don't don't ever underestimate those moments with your kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I used to take my kids around in my old black truck. Now, this is before I became the the lavishly wealthy person that I am today. But I used to have this old black truck. You remember that, Mike? Mm-hmm. Do you even remember that truck? I remember the red van, not the black truck. Black truck was probably worse than the red van. It had wow. no heat. It had no driver's side window. It had no rear view mirror. It had no AC. I don't even know if oh. it was legal to drive it on the road. But <laughs> when my kids were little, they loved hopping in dad's truck and rolling up to Miss Holly's sweet shop and getting an ice cream cone. And I would I would try to find time to do that individually with, with each one of them. It was a challenge because we're busy, mm-hmm. wide open family, but man, but then at other times when I couldn't, you know, when I couldn't get away to do something with them and, uh, and one of my kids wanted to come and talk and I'm so busy, like I got to prepare a speech and I, man, God checked me on that one time. He said, man, they ain't always going to be this size. They're not always going to be this little take a moment and pause because you're embossing in their brain the time y'all spent together. And I said, wow. So when I saw you talking about that, I said, man, you, I, I visualized the newspaper and you, the little girl sitting on the edge of the bed, man, I just saw it in my mind's eye. So that was powerful. Mike. So doctor, um, tell us about the journey to becoming a doctor and how that, you know, how that all took shape. Well, one of those conversations is actually how I became a doctor. Um, okay. So I used to sit and talk to my father every Sunday or every Sunday we, when he was at home, he used to travel quite a bit for business, but I would sit and I would talk. And then one day he wasn't there. And when I asked, where's dad, you know, thinking someone's going to say, Oh, he went on a business trip. Everyone got quiet. And I knew something was wrong, but I was one of the little kids in the family. So nobody ever told me anything except my one sister. I had a one sister who would just always tell. She would tell us there was no such thing as Santa Claus. She oh. would tell us there's no such thing as the Easter Bunny. She was the cynical no one. Fairy. You know, of course, we didn't believe her for a while, you know, but she was that one. But, but at the same time, she was also the one who would tell us the truth. And so she told me that my father was in the hospital and he had cancer. Mm. And at that time, to me, cancer meant death. So I just thought, that's it. I've lost my dad. 
And um, again, being one of the youngest in the family, no one explained anything to me. And so I just knew everyone was sad. I was sad right along with them. And then one day he just showed up. He came back home. Wow. And to me, it was like a miracle. Right. And so when I talked to him and I said, you know, I need, I want to know what happened. He didn't have his newspaper that time. We sat face to face and he talked to me and I asked him, oh my gosh, I can't. I think it was hours of asking question after question after question. And what I got out of that conversation was that doctor saved his life and that he admired them. He appreciated them and he admired them. And because I admired him, I said, that's it. I'm, be I'm going to become a doctor. And I told him right then, I'm going to be a doctor one day. And he said, okay. And my mother, who's an educator, I told her too. And she said, okay. And so she gave me books on the human body. She gave me, I got a skeleton that each bone um, was, it was an actual skeleton. I mean, like a plastic skeleton that you had to put together. Right. It took me months. <laughs> I mean, it took me a long time, but I did it. And, but mostly what it did was it, it the idea that a sick, you know, I was six of eight children. Right. I was one of the little kids. Nobody ever told me or talked to me about anything. And then suddenly I was being taken seriously. And that had a huge impact on me. And I just never wavered from that point. I've just always wanted to be a doctor. Um, fortunately, I was good at math and good in science. And I enjoyed science. I love the human body and how it functions. Even then, I'm still fascinated. Absolutely fascinated. And so um, a few years after that, my family moved to Africa, to East Africa. And I realized then that just from seeing people who are ill, I, I realized over the years that there was a difference between people who had access to medicine and those who didn't. Mm. And that really shaped the kind of doctor I became. Mm. And, um, and so helping people has always been paramount. I mean, that's just always been number one. Um, I always assumed I was going to move back. I assumed I was going to live someplace and not get paid. I made sure that when I went through med school, I came out without student loans so that I wouldn't have to work for money. Ooh, say that for the people in the back, because I just, <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting, but I just heard today, oh, Mike, okay. that, that the average uh, debt that they come out of medical school with is upwards of a quarter of a million dollars, man. Oh, more, yeah, or yeah more. More than that, yeah. right, yeah? Yes, and so what I did, um, I found out that there was something called the National Health Service Corps, and what that is, it's a government program where they pay all your education, pay for everything, living expenses, books, everything. And all you have to do is work in an underserved area for every year they paid for my school. Mm. I already knew that's what I wanted to do. So for me, it was a win-win. Yeah. And then it turns out that my very first job was in my husband's hometown. It was an underserved area. And every place I've lived has been an under, every place I've wanted to live right. has been an underserved area. So I've always had a place to work. I've always had a place to contribute to my community. And um, it's been an amazing experience, really. I've, I've, ever, I've always been able to do exactly what I've wanted to do in medicine. I'm not, I'm not one of those doctors who, you know, says, oh, I wish I had done something else. I got exactly what I wanted. What an absolute blessing. And we, man, that, yeah. that's, I love that story, Mike. Uh, awesome. You know, looking, there's so much I could say right there that we, in our other life that I could talk about, but she was very focused on not only what she wanted to do as a doctor, but but who she wanted to serve. And that that's powerful, man. 
Um, and, and it was serving in underserved areas. And uh, your friend, and I know you know her very well, Dr. Tamara Beckford, she said, love the knowledge that you're dropping, Dr. Toomer. So she gave you some yes. shout outs up there. That's my girl. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my VP says 56 is a new 36. He's saying that because he's, he's saying that because he's about 59. So. <laughs> He wants it to be 49, <laughs> but you know, go and, and going to, you know, you know, you see the stars and the, the shimmering, uh, ideology of, man, I'm going to be a doctor. I could be in, I could be working in this huge, massive facility and all, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and that's fine. There's no, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I, from a little girl, what you say, six years old, talking to your dad, uh, that that you knew from there and you followed that dream all the way to its completion and you're living that life now. That's powerful. Yes. And, and what you know, I might bring you back on for Black History Month because that's really a good story in that don't ever underestimate a child's vision, y'all. Right, Black? Never. Don't don't ever underestimate Never. if a child says yeah. they want to do something. Man, Sow those, water those seeds, man. Come on, let's mm-hmm. go cultivate that. Yes. Um, because I need a doctor in my family because, you know, I'm getting old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not to say it was always easy. Right. And it wasn't. There were a lot of people who tried to discourage me over the years. Um, there was a lot of pushback. Really? Yeah. You want to talk about that wow. a little? Well, I mean, at the time I made that declaration, it was 1973. Mm-hmm. There were places still segregated in this country in 1973. Mm. And so um, I lived in a university town uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So there, I mean, I, there were, I was surrounded by a lot of educated people. So it wasn't really unusual to come, you know, to meet doctors and people say, okay, that's a good thing you want to do. But there was still that, are you sure? Don't you want to be a nurse? Yeah. Wouldn't you rather do this? Mm. Or... You know how and at that point I had never met a black woman doctor. I'd never seen one, not on television, not in books, not in real life, anywhere. Wow. Do you still and, just? But, but my parents just said, you know, acted like it was the most normal thing normal for me to thing. want to be. So that had impact. That impacted me more than the naysayers. Oh, that's powerful. It, are are you still about two percent of the industry right now? Mm-hmm. So being 2%. a female and being African American is is about two percent, uh, and yeah. you you overcame that like your parents said. Oh, that's that's two percent is good enough for us. We can do it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, some really and really amazing parents. I, I really I do. Uh, my mother, like I said, will be ninety two in March. She, I still call her for advice. Yeah, uh, and. Now she put herself through college in the fifties, which, yeah. Um, so I, I came by it, honestly, my father, um, went, got his, he's an engineer and went, um, he grew up in Detroit in extreme poverty mm-hmm. and was, uh, what he was about 14 when world war II was, you know, raging. Right. He had read a story about the Tuskegee airmen and decided he was going to be a pilot. But he was only 14. <laughs> so he had also read in the newspaper that all the birth records in Biloxi, Mississippi had been burned in a fire. What? So he knew that if he told people he was born in Biloxi, Mississippi, they couldn't prove how old he, he was. could trace him. 
<laughs> so he joined the um, Navy when he was 14. Are you serious? Yes. And then he used his GI Bill to go to college. So he actually left school in ninth grade and then went from ninth grade right into college. <laughs> So I did not. I did not know we were having a legend on our show tonight, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, so, if you're uh, tuning in, thank you guys for passing by in our live audience. We're we, we're we're being blown away by this uh, very disarming Dr. Catherine Tumor. You can find her. <laughs> it's very easy to find her. Go to drtumor.com. That's d-r-t-o-o-m-e-r.com. Dot com and yeah you're right greg i mean uh, t- uh dr beckford she is a legend for real and i mean she's uh, she's gonna live till 100 i mean her parents are there and so and 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 black and i were talking about this yesterday because we did a bit about uh dr king uh yesterday and he and i talked about that we, we talked about how he and i are kind of like the realization of uh some of dr king's dreams and that here I am, a black guy. Here he is, a white guy named Black, <laughs> and, and we're 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 best of friends. We're business partners. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. in the in your time and and in, and growing up, you know, and then yeah. in your dad's time, you know, more pronounced that this was just not a reality. And no. and so then when you when you look at though what you did, your parents, your parents. Uh, sound like they just said it doesn't matter the environment. It don't matter the adversity. It don't matter who tells you no. Mm-hmm. We're gonna support what you're gonna do, and you're gonna do great things. That that seems to be kind of like yeah. what the vibe was. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it was. Um, I I mean I remember the first time um, I got a racial insult, and I told my mother I was about nine years old. And I went and told my mother, and she's like, so? And I was like, what do you mean, so? I'm upset, you know, I'm crying, I'm all upset. And she was like, well, are you? And I was like, no. But she was like, why are you going to let somebody else tell you what you are or who you are? She was like, so what? And that has been my philosophy from that point on, no matter what anybody says, it just rolls off. Because I'm like, well, she was like, you know, let a stranger tell you who you are over who you tell yourself who you are. And I was like, no. And that's been... That's how I was raised. And mm. I've always been told, don't take no for an answer. <laughs> right. And I didn't. In fact, the medical school I wanted to go to did not accept me at first. Really? No, they, I got a rejection letter. And I went to the admissions officer, the director of admissions, and I asked her, why wasn't I accepted? And she said, well, let me get your folder. And she went through my folder and she said, you know, I can't tell you why. I'm looking at everything. I know there's people in this class who don't have grades as good as yours, who don't have, you know, test scores as good as yours, who, you know, haven't done the extracurricular activities you've done. So I don't know why you're not in this class. So she promised me that if she couldn't get me into that class, that she would get me into the next year. And that's what happened. I got into the next year. Wow. So you've had, you had good grades all the way along, huh? No. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> yeah oh is this a memo and, moment and that's a, that, is this a that, memo that, moment this is a, no it's not a memo moment this is a let's get real moment. okay um now 
people always like, you have to be, have a 4.0. You have to have perfect scores to get into medical school. I mean, that's, that's nice. People like bragging rights. They're like, yeah, I got into med school. So they let, they don't, they won't tell you that's not really true. Uh, It makes you look good. Right, right, right. But truth, truthfully, um, and I'm just going to say that I never passed organic chemistry. Really? Nope. Well, there's hope for us, Black. What do you think? But, (laughs) however, the parts of organic chemistry that I needed for medical school. That that you knocked it out. Yeah, right. I was still able to use it. I just never passed it as an undergrad. Uh, But, um, and I had an explanation for that. I was like, you know, I... I just, it was like, read, it's a foreign language and I'm just bad at learning languages, I guess. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I talked to, uh, Dr. Um, I talked to Dr. Beckford last week or no, the, just mm-hmm. the other day, right? Mac, it, was, it was Thursday. Uh, it seems like all the days run together on impact life 24 seven, but I was, I talked to her and I asked her if she could consider just ordaining me and Mike and Greg as doctors. If, since we just hanging out with y'all, and then I could get a secondary doctorate from you. I'm thinking I should be called Dr. C.L. King. Does the audience agree with that? Doesn't that have like such a nice ring? I mean, just need to put a DR after this thing right here, you know? <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm just teasing. I know I would have to earn it. I'm just going to wait everybody out and get an honorary because I ain't smart enough to go to school for it, bro. <laughs> now, Mike, he's Mike. He's the bookworm. He'll he'll be a doctor. Danny, he he Danny is the closest thing. He's another team member of ours. He's the closest thing mm-hmm. to a doctor without a doctorate. That brother's yeah. brilliant. And so as you know, as life goes on, doctor, because we were running out of time. I didn't realize that. Look okay. at the time, Mike. Oh, wow. Um, the, the, when we um talk about your life and the amazing story the struggle that you had to go through i i think i think sometimes we we miss the gift that's wrapped in our life called struggle right mm-hmm. but then some some things started changing for you relative yeah. to your health and so i, I want us to to go into that because that will really illuminate kind of why you created this program. So tell us about how your health took a major shift and turn for the worse. Well, um, like many people in stressful situations tend to overeat, gain weight. And I went through a stressful undergraduate time. Um, Actually, I was in the country essentially by myself. My parents were still in Africa. I had one sister who did live in the United States uh, at the same time. But for the most part, I was away from my whole family. I was from a big family. There were 10 of us and I, it was down to two. And so that was stressful. Then um, I went to med school, that was stressful. I went to residency, that was stressful. I had my first daughter, uh, gained a considerable amount of weight with that pregnancy, then became, got out of residency, started my first job, that was stressful. And so just the weight gain just continued and continued and continued. And then I had my second daughter within three years of my first. Mm-hmm. By the time all of that was said and done, I was morbidly obese. Wow. I was on insulin. I was a diabetic on insulin. And, um, and then a month after my daughter was born, I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure from pregnancy. And that was... Mm-hmm in 2001 i was given at that time well the statistics i already knew 
-hmm. I had about a 50% chance of living five years. And my ejection fraction was 15%, which is what we use to measure how efficient our, our heart is working. Mm -hmm. And so it was very low. And I was told that, you know, I may survive this, but if I did, I'd probably need a heart transplant. Um, that was if I survived. And, you know, I'm looking at my two and a half year old. I've got my one month old. I have a husband, you know, we've only been married, you know, not, we haven't been married that long. And, um, and so I just decided, you know, I had to do something. Right. I couldn't do anything about my heart. I knew that I couldn't. So I went for help to get my diabetes under control and to help lose weight. Because of my diagnosis, I was 36 years old with a diagnosis that's rare. Nobody really knew what it was except for a few cardiologists. And what ended up happening is that people told me I was too high risk. They couldn't help me. Mm. And I'm, and it could, I couldn't figure that out. I thought, you know, how can you not help me? Right. <laughs> diabetes right. under control. Well, uh -oh. the thing is, I was only on insulin. Nobody was going to tell, tell me to stop it. And I was overweight and no one was going to help me lose that weight because they didn't know how it was going to affect my heart. And so what that told me is that the systems that were in place to help people lose weight were not healthy. Ooh. If I was too high risk to get help to lose weight, what does that mean? Ooh. And so what I did is I just went back to my med school education. I went back to my basic sciences and I went back to, you know, I just, you know, I know how the human body works. I knew medications. I knew everything. And so I started documenting started just doing it on my own and documenting everything I did uh -huh. made changes here check to see how that would affect that had made changes there see what effect that had and I just tweaked and tweaked and you know and then eventually um I got my diabetes under, well under control and the beautiful thing about diabetes is that it really only takes one day to get controlled because it's all related to food and, mm. your, and your meals Really? So as soon as I realized what I could and could not eat, I already knew, but I knew what affected me personally. Right. I was controlled. Once I was controlled, my weight dropped. I mean, I lost 60 pounds in six months. I was off insulin at that point because I was no longer diabetic. I could control it with just diet at right. that point. Right. Mike? Hey, doctor. So just to follow up on, you know, I know that was definitely in the preview talk about how this was a struggle uh, besides your mother, of course, who did you really lean on to help you? I know you did a lot of this by yourself, but was there someone that you looked to that motivated you and kind of spurred you on that you can think of? My husband, actually no one in my family knew how well, really? how bad off I was. Okay. Um, your husband though, he helped you. My husband, at that point I had actually lost a brother in an accident. Mm. And I saw the effect it had on my family. So I didn't let people know. I didn't want to scare anyone. Right. So I, I kept you. it to myself. I got so my you. husband who knew, of course, he knew. Uh, my okay. mother-in-law lived uh, a few miles away. And she helped. Quite I got a bit, you. Uh, to help me with the children. Because he was you. still in training. And, um, But mainly what I did was I acknowledged the fact that I was suffering from depression. That's yeah. actually what really saved me. I had postpartum depression on top of chronic depression on top of diagnosis depression. And I was like, mm -hmm. if I don't get this under control, none of the rest is going to matter. Mm. And so that's what I, I went after first. Wow. And that's kind of hard because there's a large stigma attached 
to any type of mental illness. Oh, there is. And so, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, among, and especially amongst doctors, believe it or not. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, doctors can't have, doctors can't have problems or emotions. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, you, just, you just made a very, very good point relative to the D word and mm-hmm. depression and you know even in in church and ministry i've talked about this on this show before that sometimes in the faith community we just say well jesus is the prince of peace he can handle it all and that's it you don't need any counseling you don't need to address mm-hmm. it you don't need to deal with you don't need therapy and i said listen depression is just as real as if i broke my arm you you pray for me to get healed, but if my arm don't get healed, can you run me down to the ER real quick to see Dr. Beckford so I can get patched up, right? So we, we address those issues that are mm-hmm. physical, but then yeah. when we start talking mental health, then that's all of a sudden, well, you know, that has, you're right, that the word is stigma, Black, mm-hmm. that there is a stigma. And let me just parenthetically insert, since I'm on my soapbox, that we don't have nearly enough services for mental mm-hmm. health, not no, nearly no. enough. It is grossly underfunded. It's grossly understaffed. It's it. You, mm-hmm. So you know how I feel about that, doctor. So it was it was very. It's. It, I'm thank you for sharing and being so transparent with us because mm-hmm. this is what really will help people. You know what I mean? Like you said it. it she's, you said it best. She said I had to start. I needed to start tackling the the thing first the right thing first before I went off in all these other directions and, and acknowledge what the real deal was. Right. And, and I just want to mention two things. One, because depression, I hear this a lot, especially in the weight loss realm. Yes. I have no motivation. I start and I can't stop. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, and my first thing is, have you been screened for depression? Right. Depression is zaps motivation. It zaps. You feel helpless. You feel hopeless. You feel like nothing you're going to do is ever going to work. And in, and if that's there, it's like trying to push a boulder up a hill, you know, while doing other things, at the, you know, at the same time. Right. And it's just almost impossible. But I would like to say there is a wonderful resource. There's an audio book. It's called Be Well by Dr. Jessica Clemens. Okay. It breaks down every single type of mental illness there is. Ooh. And it is so it is per, it, it is so easy to understand. It's an audio book. You can listen to about four hours long and you can listen to it and it just breaks down everything. And it, it helps remove that stigma. And not just for someone who's wondering about themselves, but if you're wondering about a family member, it's a perfect resource. Man, that's powerful. Greg, if you could put that in the chat, and of course we'll add that to our to our show notes. You got that, you got that written down right. It was Mike, it was uh be well. And her audiobook by Jessica Clemens. By Jessica yep, Clemens. She's a psychiatrist, Dr. Jessica Clemens. Dr. Jessica Clemens. And uh, we would definitely love to get that resource out to you folks. As you know, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's just coming to fruition. I told you that Impacting Life 24-7 was a cathedral of resources. I, I love saying that phrase. That's really That really rolls off my tongue good. But it's true. That if we had Dr. Beck, uh, Dr. Beckford and Dr. Toomer being here these last couple shows is really going to touch people's lives. And that's why we bring people here and hearing hearing this from someone who's been through it, not just went to school to learn about it, but been through it. This is why you need to connect with Dr. Toomer tonight. So I'm going to give you her website. It's drtoomer.com. Again, it's drtoomer.com. In fact, what I'll do 
is I'm, I thank you, Greg, for putting that in there. Also, uh, all the people that are on our live chat, you can see it there. Greg's already got the audio book link for that book right there. We want you to know that in, when we bring people here for Impact Life 24-7 of this caliber who have who have such a remarkable story, it's for you. It's for you, ladies and gentlemen. So, Dr. Tumor, I got to remember not to call you Dr. Beckford because I got both of y'all on the brain. She's in the chat. That's all right. Dr. Beckford's That's in the right. chat and Dr. Tumor's in the live and I've got to make sure I don't call her. You know, I, I have been known. It's all right. I have been known to mess up a few names on this show. Is that not right, Black? Amen to that. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm one of eight children, so I'm used to having my mother go through every single name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know how that goes. And, and doctor, is it true that you know they calling you, but unless they call your name, you gonna act like you ain't hearing it, right? That's my mother. You know who I'm talking to. My kids used to do the same thing. I'd be like, Chris, mm-hmm. Jeremiah, Destiny, Cameron. Ah! You and know it, who I'm talking. You to. know who I'm. You know who I'm asking for. And so, what? It is a remarkable story. Vera Vera Dixon is is one of our friends, and and. Uh, a former Air Force uh, veteran, and you're right, uh, Doctor Tumor. If we got, if we're going to start, we got to start with, with we got to start at square one. And so you, you went on this journey, and you overcame it. I mean, two hundred pounds, four foot eleven, probably over two hundred pounds, and uh, physical conditions relative to diabetes and heart congestive heart failure. And and you've turned this around. And the the bigger thing is is that you've sustained it, you know. Yes. And, and and so we were picking her brain, ladies and gentlemen, before the show. We were we were just like, okay, so tell us the secret sauce. Come on, hook a brother up. <laughs> and as you see how she presents, is is how she's done it. You know, she hasn't been she, right. She's smooth, steady, deliberate. Almost like how she did, you know, getting in to talk to her dad, smooth and deliberate and and followed that path all the way through. And what we want you to understand is when we get into this wellness piece with Dr. Toomer, she has created a, a program for you to be able to actually win. Not something that's so hard that you're going to you're going to fizzle out after a few days. Mike, how many Mike, let's just be honest with me and you. How many interventions have you and I tried over the past 46 years together, right? Well, we could blame COVID because prior to COVID, we actually would go to Planet Fitness. That's true. Tell the That's viewers true. out there. That's and true. we would take our little hour during lunch and we go to Planet Fitness. And it was really enjoyable. I broke up the day. We did a little. See, I was actually trying to work out and tell the truth on the viewers. I was trying to work out. And he's over there with the phone doing his whole look at me, look at me. I'm like, are you going to like do that? Or are we going to work out? You I'm know, always whatever. promoting. I'm sorry. And, and I'm over there promotion. walking and I'm going, are you recording me? Stop recording me. I'm just talking to me and you, you know. But anyways, we had such a good time and we always got a salad and we always, you know, but we did that consistently for a while. And then COVID hit, of course, and we, you know, we're working from home. But um, but it is tough. Greg's tough to stay consistent. Greg said, yeah, you're right. Black. Greg said he tried to give up Captain Crunch. That's not a major sacrifice, Greg, but <laughs> he's going to start somewhere. He's, Greg always eats Captain Crunch in the evening, so that's that's what he does. Dr. Toomer has a program, and I when you go to her website, because please go there, drtoomer.com, she talks about this, this concept that she developed. She's, it goes like this. It says, so how did I 
Uh, how did a dying four foot eleven, two hundred plus pound, thirty six year old become a hundred and twenty pound, fifty six year old loving life? And she says by breaking the weight loss industry rules and finding my, I'm going to say memo, but it could like be memo. It could be memo, but I'm going to say memo on this show. Tell us yeah. what memo is, doctor. Memo is minimal effort for maximum outcome. Minimal. At the time that I developed my program, I was literally sick and tired. I could, I could, I couldn't stand up to brush my teeth. I could, I got winded walking from one side of the room to the other. When your heart fails, your lungs fail right along with it because your heart and lungs are connected. Mm -hmm. And so I had no energy. I had no, so whatever I had to do, it had to be easy. I just did not have the energy to do anything difficult and anything that took a lot of measuring concentration, a lot of thought. I just needed it to be simple. Right. And so what I started documenting was to see what I could get away with. Really? (laughs) What could I eat that would keep my blood sugar down? You know, and that included cheesecake. All right. (laughs) Cupcakes. Right. Because, you know, food is a self-care mechanism for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just like, you know, if I'm not if I'm not going to live, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to enjoy the rest of the time I've got. And that includes good food. Right. And so I, I wanted to make sure that I could eat the things I enjoyed. And so I started paying attention to how I could do that what I could combine with the things I liked so that I could still eat them and it didn't cause my blood sugar to go up. What I could do, how much of something I could eat and it wouldn't cause my blood sugar to go up. And I just kept documenting, documenting. And I realized there are certain pairs. You can pair things together in a way so that one counters the other. Mm. And so one of the things I do in my program is I get a very detailed food diary. And what I do is I go through that food diary and say, okay, if this is what you're eating, do this so that you can eat it. I, I rarely ever tell someone not to eat something. I just tell them how they can eat it. So when you start talking about Captain Crunch, my mind started going, I was like, okay, okay what? <laughs> you know, heavy whipping cream <laughs> instead of milk, you know, or using, using a, 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 a high protein, you know, vanilla shake right. as the milk instead of milk, because right. then it counters the sugar. You know, or if you, you know, so those type of things, you know, just trying to help people, you know, because the closer you stay to someone's habits and the closer you stay to the things that they prefer, then the easier it is for them to maintain it for the rest of your life. Punishment does not work. Shaming does not work. This shame for change, you know, mechanism we've got now just does not work. And that's why you got a lot of people walking around feeling like they're failures when they aren't. Right. They're not failing. Nobody just told them how to win. That's amazing. What do you say there, Black? Uh, That's amazing. You need to say that a lot. We need to put that somewhere in somebody's message board or something. You know what I'm saying? You just ain't been taught how to win. You just ain't been taught how to win. That man, uh, minimum effort, maximum outcome. And that, that right there speaks to me because I'm already sitting here thinking about, okay, so now if I get a two-piece dark at Bojangles <laughs> and I do get a sweet tea, I might can pull that off. <laughs> well, I would recommend getting an unsweet tea, stick with the dark meat okay. chicken, but just, you know, that there, there are ways, right, you right. know, there really is. And, right. and, you know, everyone has to find their thing, but there, it's like I say, there's like a stew. Everyone has this stew that they can sus- that can sustain them for the rest of their life. And right. it's just a matter of figuring out what ingredients need to go into your stew. Is it 
you know, what type of exercise or like when I lost my weight, I couldn't exercise at all. Right. I mean, I, 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 my heart would not, would not, um, could, I just could because of my heart. Right. And so all of mine was about food. Wow. And, and, and I eat. And she did it, ladies. She's not starving herself. She's not eating one carrot every six hours and a piece of means. a piece of cheese, no. <laughs> a piece of cheese. And that's why, I like, that's how we try to start out. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm this big, six foot four, two hundred something pound dude, and uh, I'm just gonna eat a little bitty piece of cheese to last me for work. the next fourteen hours. Yeah, okay, I'm on that. Doc, and so go to her website, ladies and gentlemen. I see a lot of people. You, you are making an impact, doctor. I'm telling you. Uh, there, I see a lot of people chiming in. Go to her website right now. Uh, stop what you're doing. Continue to listen to to her, of course. But go to drtumor.com. D-R-T-O-O-M-E-R.com. And I saw. I went to her website, and here's what I saw, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all ready for this? Black, did you go to her website or are you still looking for it? <laughs> Uh, no, I found it. I have it. I'm not still looking for it. <laughs> I'm teasing, man. That's an inside joke because the other night when I when I was uh, we were quest- we were interrogating Dr. Beckford, I was like, okay, I messaged Black in the chat. I said, okay, ask her this from the website, and he's like, uh, I'm looking for the website right now. We couldn't find it. When when I looked at Dr. Tumor's website, there are dandelions on her website. I told you I wouldn't forget, Doctor. There are dandelions on her website, and she says that dandelions signify transformation, right? And so I did a little bit of studying because that's my profession as a speaker. So I found some inspiration in connection with what she has in relative to that dandelion. And the, and the little shoots or the little seeds that depart from the, the flower can travel 65 miles because of the way they are designed. Mm-hmm. They take See, advantage of the wind. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't let me talk about the wind in church. But listen, the way it's designed coupled with the wind. See, you're unique. Every, every, every one of us is unique. And, and don't, don't, the point for me is don't give up on yourself. You, you're designed to win. Just you just need somebody like Dr. Toomer to show you how to win. See, well, so when somebody comes into your website and they, they want to sit down and, and can you do like a consultation with them or kind of mm-hmm. like an assessment and kind of brainstorm? Because I know you probably tailor yes. this for each individual person, right? I, I actually give free consultations. I do okay. uh, free strategy sessions to help people either find either, you know, figure out if I can help them or to help them find somebody who can if I can't. Um, and so I always make sure, you know, I just try to make sure that people understand or at least give them an idea of what it is that they're really dealing with right. so that they can go back to their doctor and share that information with them so that they can, um, start their process. Right. And that's, um, that's total wellness plus weight loss. And that's your, that's your group that people would join. Correct? Now that's my group. That's so your what group. that is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so what that is, is, um, it's a course, What mm-hmm. I did, I took my program, I put it into a course mm-hmm. and I put it into podcast form okay essentially and so that people can listen to my lessons and listen to how it's done and then in the the membership month by month we go through and we individualize it so i start helping people create the ingredients for their stew so you know these are the basics 
this is what, these are the foundation of what you need. And then let's figure out what you need and what you really don't or what you need more of and what you need less of. Yeah. You got to you follow know, some up. Some people, go ahead. you know, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that some people just got, they, they, they jump in and what they're jumping into is really not what they need because they saw it worked for a friend, but that friend's physique is different. That friend's age is different. Right. Their hormonal, you know, situation is different. So what they need to do and what works for them may not work for you. And it's just a matter of figuring out what those things are. Uh, First Lady Monica Cruz, you're asking where her practice is or where her practice is located. It's all she's all virtual. I'm online. So I'm online. She's 100 percent online. And all you got to do is go to her website. Greg, if you throw that in the chat again or maybe I could throw it in and pin it or you can pin your comment there, Greg, if, if it allows you to. But it's um, mm-hmm. www.drtumor.com. Okay. Well, are, are people watching on Facebook right now? Yeah, they? yeah, they are. Yeah, so they can just go right to Messenger. Yep, and just go and to my Facebook page and message me. She, you can message her directly. See, I mean that she, I don't mind. She doesn't mind, and uh, as long as Greg, you're not asking her for a recipe for Captain Crunch, she'll talk. She'll t- <laughs> she'll take your message. What you got, Mike? What's your follow up, bro? So just um, as far as what you spoke about, how it's unique to um, different people. I mean. To you on your podcast or people that you counsel, you know, just talk a little bit about that because I think that's an important piece that, you know, you hit on. Like I said, there's always people trying to lose weight after the new year, especially. So mm-hmm. um, just kind of was curious about that. One of the things I always say is don't believe everything you think because mainly the information we've been given about weight loss is for us to be dependent on an industry that makes money off of us gaining our weight back. Oh boy. When you use a physician, our job is to heal. Our job is to cure. So when someone says we're going to help you lose weight, it is permanent because otherwise we're not doing our job. Mm. You know, there's a different concept when you're doing it for making money and when you're doing it for health reasons. And so um, it has to be permanent. And so, um, so when it comes to, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it was good what you were saying. So we was riding right along with you. <laughs> right. But what I, okay. I got, I got it back. So basically what happens. So when people start their process, they need to understand that it needs to be their process. Ah. So when they see somebody going to the gym every single day, Well, they may be going to the gym, but they're doing the wrong thing at the gym Mm. or they're doing something at a level that if you go and do the same thing, you're going to end up injured. So you're going to end up sitting down and then what? So one of the things I always tell people, you need to have multiple streams of weight loss. So if anything happens to one of those streams, the others take over. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was too good. That was too good. Us business minded folks. I, yeah, I thought you said multiple streams of income, but you said multiple streams <laughs> of weight loss. I'm like, where like, do I sign you know, up? Where do I sign? On, on the second show, we're going to have to unpack that. That is amazing. Multiple streams of weight loss, guys. That, man, you because you're setting yourself up for success if you do it that way, huh, doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Because if you rely solely on diet, or you lie solely on, and I don't like that word diet because mm. I don't diet and I don't, I try to help people how not to diet. Mm-hmm. I just try to help them eat. I just teach people how to eat because I mean, I like food. 
food should be something that you enjoy. It should be a joy. And so that's really the cornerstone of what I do. I'm saying tell don't... people how to enjoy food so that they can enjoy life and still lose the weight they want. I mean, I... but if you do lots of different things, if any one part of it fails or it falls away because either you get injured so you can't exercise or you get older and your hormones change or, you know, whatever, you have all the other ways to take up slack. Yeah. But if everything's in, if all your eggs are in one basket and something happens to that basket, all your benefits, all your hard work just goes. And ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who know me and my affinity for aviation, what she just described to you is called redundancy. Like there can't be a single point of failure. Right. And so y'all should just bring me on the circuit and travel with y'all doctor. I can, I could do some motivation there. Um, when you, when she just, she gave us one of the greatest nuggets on, on true weight loss and wellness that I've ever heard when she said, uh, multiple streams of weight loss that will go down in infamy. And listen, let me just let me just highlight a few more points before we roll. Being in control of your eating, whether you're traveling, partying, stressed out uh, or sitting uh, around bored, being control, being in control of your eating, knowing exactly how to lose weight and keep it off. These are some of the things you're going to get with Dr. Catherine Toomer uh, being pain free uh, because you dealt with joint pain a lot, didn't you, doctor? Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah, my knees are not designed to carry around 200 plus pounds. Yeah, and we think about that. You know, what some of the things that, that are, are creating those pains are because we're carrying around more weight than our body was supposed to handle. Uh, she also, some of that weight's not in pounds, just to reiterate. Some yeah. of that pound, some of that weight is what's weighing us down in life that Ooh. manifests in our body. Well, she good, Black. I'm telling you, she good. I'll just let you take over Impact Life 24-7. You can fire us. We'll give you the keys to the studio. Just come on and do the show for us, okay? <laughs> I'll pick up the Captain Crunch. You pick up the Captain Crunch for Greg, and we'll just we'll just put the stuff in the chat for you, Dr. Tuber. How about that? Will that work for you? All right. <laughs> Not dreading your day. You know, like how, how people are just sick of waking up. Uh, getting restful sleep and energy, that's something that, that we really need to – to key in on you know i was thinking after the show i was going to do some closeout stuff and i said you know what i'm going to go and get in the bed and go to sleep and actually get eight hours of sleep for a change imagine that um and so if you would like to connect you see her her uh her website pinned right there drtumor.com she has been greg told me this when he when he looked over your stuff he said home run i said oh i knew she was i knew she was because dr beckford was a home run and so it was like hey man we're getting two home runs in the same inning what do you think about that black definitely it's been such a pleasure to uh, have you on the show and your calm demeanor uh chris said earlier in the show i resonate with that and it's just been you've been calm succinct and you've just been dropping those those you got some great one-liners many liners that we're gonna have to go back and write them down and repeat them a lot so Thank you so much. And as Thank you, you for having me. And as you guys hear, this is the most unfortunate time of the show, and that is the closing music. Unfortunately, the, the folks were saying, if y'all don't end this, we might have to go into extra innings, and then I'd have to pay Dr. Dr. Uh, Tumor to be here <laughs> longer than we need her, uh, longer than she has time to be. So, Dr. Tumor, listen, you, you have really just, I know we just have kind of scratched the surface 
But the one thing that I hope that we have done is introduced other people to you. Uh, Vera Dixon says, yes, amazing nuggets. Um, and Monica Cruz says, this is deep. Real, real, real transformative information. Not just information, but life-relevant information. You know, we talked about losing weight, and, and oftentimes what, what we find is people get put on a meal plan, right? That's the first thing we're going to do, put on a meal plan. We're going to put you on an exercise regimen. And Dr. Toomer helped us understand that, man, okay, well, maybe uh, it's your mental weight that we need to start with. I, that resonates with me, man. That really does resonate with me. Black and I have talked about that offline, that, man, you got you to get in here, too, and get this right. So, Dr. Toomer, as we always do, we give the last few words to our guests. And I'd like you to take about 30 to 45 seconds and just give a word of encouragement to all of those people that have been listening, who are still listening, stuck, stuck with us the whole show, and give a word of encouragement to everyone listening. Dr. Toomer, the floor is yours. Well, we talked a little bit about dandelions. And the reason that I chose dandelion as the represent, representation of what I do is because when, before we were told, we looked at dandelions as flowers. And then somewhere along the way, someone told us it's a weed. And then, but when it, 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 it becomes a puffball, suddenly we're told, oh, it's a wish. And it becomes magical again. And that's exactly what happens with my process. If you start off going back to saying, you're not a weed, you're a flower. And no matter what anyone else tells you, there are gonna be wishes at the end of this and we're gonna create those. And that's essentially um, what I do, is I turn people's wishes into wellness and to weight loss. Y'all heard that? I mean, and she just said it so surgically too. I would have said that and I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs about to pass out. And she just inserted that so powerfully, so gently, so kindly. Dr. Toomer, that was very revolutionary. That was very revelatory. I might have to put that in my new speech. I might change the title of my old speech and just take, pick up yours right there. <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. You're right, Greg. Wow. Uh, wished into wellness and weight loss. Totally powerful. Dr. Catherine Toomer. Listen, we're putting together a Black History Month series, and so I'm just giving you an open invitation now. I'll send you more information out, but you're, his, you're a historical figure. Not that you're old. I'm just saying you've got a lot. <laughs> Not that you're old. I'm saying you've got a lot of amazing things, legendary things that have happened with you and to you and how you're influencing people's lives. Black, you got any closing thoughts? Uh, just again, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and uh, we enjoyed having you so much and we look forward to seeing you back. So make sure you schedule and come back and be a guest next Definitely. month. Definitely. So this was um, very enjoyable. Yes, all right, tell all your friends, Dr. Tuber, that CL King Impact Life 24-7 with Mike Black. This is where it's at, okay? Tell them to all come on over. We'll be glad to have okay. them, okay? All right, all right. All right, listen, thank you so much. I hope that you have a good day, doctor. Thank you. All right, you we'll, too. we'll be in touch. All right, stay there, Black. Don't leave, brother. All right, bro. Uh, don't report. All right, man. So what'd you think? That was awesome, man. That was really good, bro. I'm just telling man, you, she was, was she was so chill. I knew she, she, I knew she would resonate with you, bro. Look, <laughs> she was ripping them off like them one liners, like what? 
Yeah. That line about you you're not a failure, you ain't been taught how to win. What in the world? Yeah, yeah, man. Dang. I need to insert that when I interview for a job. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I haven't been taught how to win, man. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and the flower and the weed and the wish. Oh man, I'm I I could work on that one right there. That's that was that's and dope, man. I think what's so cool is that she's actually so opposite from Dr. Beck uh Beckford. She's like, you know, just so opposite you know right it was kind of chipper she's just like this is what and and her story too man how powerful i mean she got out of medical school with no debt yeah that's like that's a that's mind-blowing and then and then the what i picked up on was that um you know her dad being sick you know was a catalyst for her becoming a doctor because she really wanted to help her dad so that was that was real special right and she she took a dream and lived it all the way out to the end that's 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 great so that does it for us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on Impact Life 24-7. Again, go to Dr. Tumor's website, drtumor.com, D-R-T-O-O-M-E-R.com. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what we do on Impact Life 24-7. Black, this is what we do. You you, right. you could feel the, the, like, man, this is impacting me. And me and Black are sitting here getting this all for free, you know? That's right. Every, every Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night. This Thursday... I have the distinct honor of welcoming to our studios Dr. Daryl Minus and his brother Eric Minus. They formed the group called Minus Two. Maybe a couple months ago, a little, maybe a month ago, you saw me at their live concert, and these brothers are absolutely amazing musicians. And I, I've known Dr. Minus for many, many years. Uh, in fact, when I used to speak at Craven Community College a lot, he was there. And they put out a new album. Uh, they just released their new album. And so I wanted to bring them on to talk more than just, um, you know, the mechanics of releasing an album, but how they, they've really put out quality music during a time when we've been kind of unsettled. You know, they, they, they used a lot of inspiration during, this, during the shutdowns and COVID and all the tensions and racial tensions, et cetera. Uh, these guys went into the studio and just went to work. And so that'll be this Thursday, Dr. Daryl Minus and Eric Minus Minus Two. That's the name of their. That's the name of their group. Minus Two. And now, I, when I went to see them, Black, I'm telling. I wish I could have took you, man. It was absolutely off the chain, bro. Did you come to New Bern by chance to see them? Yeah. Did you drive right by my house on the way to go see them? Well, maybe not on. <laughs> I had to go to downtown New Bern. So, so how you gonna how you gonna wish you could have took me and you drove out of well, my was, house and like eh, eh, I'm going downtown to see you, buddy. It was it wasn't free, so the way my bank account set up, you know how that worked. Oh, you had to borrow the card and put the card over and have a backstory of what what did you spend sixty eight dollars on in New Bern? Yeah. So again, Dr. Daryl Minus, and then we got some other great folks coming up next week to close out the month. But I just really feel like, ladies and gentlemen, what you experienced tonight high quality high caliber people who want to be on this show mike they want to be on the show i think we treat them well i think i think we try to show them that we want to bring value to their life and they bring value to our guests and so we're going to continue to do this we're going to continue to grow and i'm thankful mike that, and greg and danny and katrina you guys are coming along on this journey with us okay i mean awesome yeah thank you so much chris all that you do and i'm looking forward to joining you not co-hosting thursday but listening in yeah right so. yeah you don't have to co-host thursday because um that's just a single deal but brother yes, i just want you to know that in 2022 even with all these things going on 
I still believe, bro, that this is our year. I still believe. We got the book, your book's coming out, my book's coming out, and we're just we're just going to continue to be deliberate. That, that lady showed me something, man. Even in the face of adversity, that's the subtitle of my book, no matter the adversity, you still can make it. Man, just continually doing, you, you don't get too high about the highs, too low about the lows, you just stay consistent, right? That's right, man. Good message. All right, bro. Well, until next time, I'll see you maybe live again next week and uh, see you online Thursday night. Thank you guys for tuning in to Impact Life 24-7 with your host, C.L. King, and co-host, Mr. Mike B. They're in New Bern, North Carolina. God bless you. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all.